0: Message here in the new building so praise God I'm excited even more actually but before all else children you guys are dismissed your Sunday school classes and thank you teachers for your willingness to be used by the Lord to train up the next generation and as they make their way out if you guys can make uh, get your Bibles out and turn to the book of Galatians chapter 5. I'll be reading from verses 16. All right. All right, church. So, when I dive into my daily reading and devotions, I always ask God to speak to me and help me to comprehend what it is He's teaching me, what it is He's communicating to me, or what He wants me to understand. It's also important that I separate my daily reading and devotions from the studies that I do for the day I'm scheduled to preach, because that is not the appropriate time for me to be studying the Word of God, just so I could give a message. But that's my time with the Lord. That's my intimate time with Him. See, it's the love that I have for the Lord Jesus that I want that intimate time for me to spend time with with Him, to get to know him better, to get to know him deeper. To, it's for me to know about his plans for me. Although I often find the answers in God's leading on my daily reading, it's actually the Sunday service that solidify or answers what's in my heart to preach on. I'd like to, to think every time I'm sitting in service that God is speaking to me directly speaking to me only. So I actively listen to him. I know that you hear my voice, but I pray that God will use my voice to speak to you individually and as a group because we are one body in Christ. Amen. For example, before we started our study on the book of James, when Pastor Joe mentioned about our walk towards Jesus or our uh, justification, or and second, our walk with Jesus, or our sanctification. I had already thought about a message on how sometimes our walk with Jesus has become mundane. Cause, but I know that we don't really lack on uh, spiritual guidance, especially in our church, because it's well taught in our church to be frank. We have young adults on Mondays. We have also the guitar worship sessions on Mondays that they welcome anyone who wants to join them. Plus, they have good food. (laughs) And we have prayer meeting on on, on Wednesdays. We also have several Bible studies throughout the week, different days in different locations. And, And we encourage having your quiet time and reading your Bible every day. So maybe I thought it's the lack of spiritual hunger that you often just make your walk with the Lord a simple stroll. So first, what is a stroll? Well, according to the dictionary, the word stroll means to walk in a slow and relaxing way, and most especially to walk with pleasure. Now, I do agree that our walk with the Lord ought to be pleasurable, or we ought to delight in the Lord. And if you will only hear me out, I will conclude on that note, on that thought. So bear with me as I try to illustrate this to you, that our pleasurable walk is actually us making our relationship with the Lord mundane or plateaued. It's become mundane because it's becoming such an afterthought. No regard to the person and work of Jesus Christ. And if there is any, it's stagnant. We tend to exalt our flesh on our own, uh, on worldly things because we struggle with our walk with the Lord, which in fact is true. Every walk with the Lord is a struggle. But we need to remember that we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic power over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. This is not the authority in the, in the government that some of us might like to think, but it is the hierarchy that the enemy has established to try to hinder our sanctification or our walk with Jesus, at least to try to slow us down. So before I get any far, like, before we get any farther, I entitled today's message, A Trapped by a Simple Stroll. So if you haven't already, please turn your Bibles to the book of Galatians chapter 5. I'll be reading from verses 16 to 18, and then skipping over to 24 to 26. All right. But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify, gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desire of the flesh are against the Spirit, and the desire of the Spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Skipping over to 24 to 26. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passion and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. This is the word of the Lord. Join me in prayer. Father, thank you for your word this afternoon. Please use me mightily to deliver your message to your sons and daughters that you have allowed to be here, given them the availability to be here, Lord God. Given this privilege to come together freely to worship you, to listen to your truth, to listen to your word. Father, I pray for their hearts to be open. Give them an open mind as well, Lord God. Give us ears to hear your truth. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. So a couple Sundays ago, Brother Dustin said in his message, and I quote, Our walk should be marked by a commitment to run the race that God has set before us, end quote. Now, I'm not too sure if he knew, but God has used him to set this message up this afternoon. Because, like I s- said, back then I was struggling to come up with an introduction to, to, uh, to give a message concerning the first four chapters leading up to this. But praise God for Dustin's message, because he truly opened up this message this afternoon. He talked about, our although God has given us freedom from the works of the law and other regulations, God did not free us to do whatever we want because that would lead us back to the slavery to our selfish desires. When we start to think that we can do whatever we desire because we've accepted Christ as our Lord and Savior, we can never be any more wronged. It is the teaching of our church that you, believer, is sanctified unto God by justification and is therefore declared to be holy and is therefore declared to be or identified as a saint. You are to be set apart, to be holy as he is holy. Beloved, it's not just a simple stroll, but a marathon. Every muscle in our body working, being worked, being molded into the image of God. As Christians, there should be an understanding within us that our journey in life ought to be a constant pursuit for God's glory. For us to bring him glory, we are to work out our salvation, for it is God who works in us. To be walking living mirrors every step of the way, reflecting the love and the light of God onto the world. Taking up our cross daily, not forgetting what Jesus went through just for us to be in a relationship with him. He chose you, beloved. He chose you. Jesus was first to seek after us. Jesus was the one that picked you, handpicked you, our walk towards Jesus, our justification. He first touched your hearts to turn to him. He took that heart of stone and gave you a heart of flesh, a heart that can love him, a heart that can obey him. But we are constantly fighting in a spiritual battle every day because the enemy will do everything, every scheme, formidable acts, drive your thoughts away from God the simplest thing from comfort to putting obstacles and building up strongholds to hinder us from serving Jesus we have to be constantly putting our guards up and we can you can believer because you have the Holy Spirit in you but only if you let him work through you a marathon is not a sprint but it is a test of endurance to run a great length with concentrated effort, mind over body, the flesh against the spirit, or spirit against the flesh. In Acts chapter 20, verse 20, uh, chapter 20 verse 32, it reads, And now I command you to God into the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and to give you the inheritance among all those who are sanctified. The work of sanctification is not an instant thing, but it is a work in progress. Because although we are saints, you brothers and sisters are saints. Although you who have trusted your faith unto Christ, your faith is far from being perfect. You must be grounded in Christ even though your faith is far from being perfect. And actually, the more, more so that you should be grounded in Christ, the more that you should be holding on to Christ because you are not perfect. We are not perfect. Christians, only Jesus is perfect. Amen. 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 You and I, we are blemish. We all fall short of his glory every day. Jesus lived the perfect life. He who knew no sin became sin and died the death we deserve. It says here, I commend you to God into the word of his grace, because it is only through prayer in reading our Bible, that we are transformed by the renewal of our minds. Spiritual feeding. Working with the Holy Spirit. So when we read our Bible, it should not only to gain knowledge or to memorize verses after verses, but it is for us to know who God is, to know who our Lord and Savior is, and apply it in our lives. For us to apply it, we, we have Uh, what we have learned through our reading there therefore we we need to let the Holy Spirit continue to lead our lives because God promises in Philippians chapter 1 verse 6 he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ the work of sanctification is our Lord's so have patience then my brothers and sisters abide in the steadfast love of God for it faith that we enter the kingdom of God so have faith pray that God will increase your faith in him and he will answer you for that is what God wants in your life for us to depend on him for us to praise him for us to have a relationship intimate relationship with him for us to walk in the spirit because when we obey God not only our faith increases but God's grace increases. His providential grace increases. He provides the shield for us that we can hold up against the enemy. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 16 says, In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one. So when the enemy, the prince of the air, sends his flaming arrows of temptations, doubts, lists, anger, despair, and even desires for revenge, and sends all of those towards us, we can hold up our shield and completely, completely stop them. It does not mean that they will stop coming after us, but the point is we we will be equipped to put a stop against them. It is that assurance that all who are born-again Christians those who are born again unto Christ overcomes the world for the victory is assured by God even the enemy even when the enemy uses his fearsome weapon so stand strong believer god is with you and remember beloved jesus never promised that obeying him would be easy holding up our faith will be tested over and over and over again the enemy Will, will not stop. So you must also continue with the race. Do not let comfort or just to, to simply stroll along to get trapped from relying and seeking after God. So we have to continue to rely and seek after God. And when the burden feels like it's more than we can take, more than we can bear, you can trust God will be with you to help you and to see you through it. Walking in the Spirit is walking in faith. And just to remind you on our anchor scripture, Galatians 5, verse 16 says, So I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. So when you walk in the Spirit, it is by no means conditional. It is fully relying on Christ to see you through whatever the trouble, whatever the circumstances that you are facing. In respect to this, you come to learn that every saved person, every believer in Christ, you and I, brothers and sisters, we are in constant, um, sorry, we are constantly facing trouble. We are constantly facing conflict. That this born-again state, this new body, this new creation in Christ is in constant battle against the flesh. In the Gospel of John, chapter 14, verse 26 to 27, it reads, This is Jesus, Jesus speaking. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives, do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. This is Jesus promising the apostles that the Holy Spirit will indwell in them to remember every detail, every account of Jesus' teaching. Jesus healing the sick, Jesus making the lame walk, making um, the blind see, raising the dead. All of this account ensures the Bible's validity. and us, And as we study the Bible... We can trust Him to plant truths in our minds, convince, convince us of God's will for us, and reminds us of when we stray from it. Remember, church, the last time I preach, the Word is your compass. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through Him. So, if you're not having your quiet time with the Lord, You are not reading your Bible every day or at all. And I pray that that's not the case. You are neither growing or abiding in the perfect will of God for your life. Brothers and sisters, verse 17 says, The desire of the flesh are against the Spirit. You are depriving the Holy Spirit that is in you. Because when you keep your Christian life mundane, mundane, you are straying away from the Lord. For there is no growth. Our walk with the Lord should provide growth. Because the more you get to know Jesus, the more that you should be seeking, seeking Him actively. The more that you want to be around fellow believers, to come in, together in fellowship, to share the Word of God to each other, raising each other, encouraging each other spiritually feeding each other. Do not deprive the Spirit. Do not. It's God's command that we do not quench the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit of God. The Spirit of God has given you a new life. And He is grieved when you are not changing your ways. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. See, you need to realize that the Holy Spirit... The third person of the Trinity is hurt when we put our evil desires ahead of His will for our lives, ahead of His will for your life. Abide in the Spirit. Put the flesh to death, for there is no other way. In respect to this, it is not only your growth that you are hindering when you are not encouraging your loved ones, your children, your spouse, your fathers, mothers, Friends alike, towards the faith, you are hindering to build up the body of believ- believers around you. We are to rebuke with gentleness and love and direct them towards God, towards Jesus, and surrendering to the, to the control of the Holy Spirit, to walk by the Holy Spirit, sharing the gospel of Christ In all is all of our responsibility. Amen. It's your responsibility responsibility to share the gospel. It is a command by God. It is the great commission. When we are walking with the Lord, the Holy Spirit in us works to bring us deep and lasting peace into our hearts, into our minds. This world cannot offer the peace that would give you a confident assurance in any circumstances but a constant pursuit on worldly riches that leads to emptiness. Only Jesus can provide that blessed assurance. For if you have Jesus and you are walking with Him, hand in hand, running the good race together with Him, it is His peace we have. It is His peace you have. And we are no longer slaves to fear. Now, what, what fear? Romans eight fifteen says, For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into, into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons by whom we cry, Abba, Father. It is confidence that the Lord gives you. It is the power of the Holy Spirit that is indwelling in you that calms every thought of anxiety within your mind, restoring your mind to unfathomable peace. Jesus said, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I Do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not be afraid. Church, we heard from uh, last week from Pastor Doug, we are brothers and sisters in Christ. God has granted that all of us who have put our faith, our trust in Jesus, who have been justified, would receive a grace of adoption. Although we are given compassion, we are given protection, we are provided for, christ christianity is not just a religion christians little christ not just titles but we are god's representative amen but we are god's ambassadors to a fallen world when you proclaim to be christians and have jesus as your lord and savior you are commanded to be loving you are commanded to feed your enemy when they're hungry to take up your cross daily and to serve one another. Romans 8.17 says that we are heirs of God, fellow heirs with Christ, given, provided, we suffer with Him in order, that, in order that we may also be glorified with Him. Now, this doesn't mean that we, we will go through the same death because that's already been paid for by Christ. We are walking out with a clean slate John Calvin puts it this way, we are co-heirs with Christ, provided in entering on our own inheritance, we follow him in the same way in which he has gone before. Which means, embrace persecution, church. Embrace it. It is an affirmation that you are one of his. When you are living a godly life, when you follow Jesus, you will be persecuted. Pray about it. Pray for strength. Pray for His leading. Just as temptation is not a matter of if, but when. You can count on persecution also as a matter of when and how much. So pray for strength. Everyone, all who desire to live a godly life in Christ, will be persecuted. Just as Christ has gone before, in the same way, you will be misunderstood, you will be criticized, and even to a point of receiving physical harm. Only because of what you believe in, and the life you chose to live. Church, abide in the Holy Spirit, in the steadfast love of God. It is only through the comfort that He gives that we will find the strength and perseverance to continue. We can boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. Even though we may still face fear from time to time, we are in Christ. And we are to remember of God's word of assurance. Be led by the Spirit and make pleasing God your highest priority. Because your treasures in heaven and having eternal life is far greater than anything this world can uh, can ever offer. Namely, Persecution. Be led by the Spirit of God so that your desires to hear the Word of God will be strengthened. Your desire to read the Bible will also be heightened. And the Holy Spirit will give you the readiness to obey obey His Word, to obey God's Word. By this, we will also gain the sensitivity that the Holy Spirit gives us to discern between our feelings and His prompting. So then, so then we are allowing Christ to power us against our fleshly desire, our relaxed de- demeanor, the way we just stroll along. We'll be fired up and we will commit, we will be committed to run the race that God has placed before us. Just so you're not left with confusion, our feelings, our feelings are led by our fleshly desires. I agree that you want to live in comfort and only live according to the law, morality, but I tell you, no, know that only leads to godlessness and unrighteousness behavior and attitude. While it ought to be your willingness to surrender everything, even your understanding, Approaching God blindly. It is an effort to disassociate your innermost desires. That you are no longer looking into Christianity as your old life, as your old self. But as a new creation in Jesus Christ. But that should want to be in right standing with God. You should make it a goal to be standing in right standing with God. To, to not just go by your way because of what you're feeling, but having a higher authority in all your actions, in all your choices, lifting everything up to God through prayer and supplication and reading His Word. 1 Corinthians <clears throat> chapter 15, verse 56 says, The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. <clears throat> Which means... The law will no longer make a sinner out of us just because we cannot keep it. Because Jesus lived the perfect life and fulfilled the law and defeated death and resurrected, we are now commanded to abide in Him and put our trust in Him. Because our salvation is only through grace that we are saved through faith in Jesus. We are to be led by the Spirit for us to be able to imitate Christ. The Apostle Paul sets up a good example on how we should be imitating Christ. He wrote in 1 Corinthians 11, verse 1, "...follow my example as I follow the example of Christ, which entails that we are to give all the glory back to Christ. When we are led by the Spirit, it is Christ working in us for the glory of God." to magnify Jesus' name and to proclaim Him as our Lord and Savior. New believers will not imitate Christ right off the bat. Maybe, but not, not always, but will indeed, like little children, follow in the example of their peers. So if you are discipling someone, it's very important for you to keep your testimony and build up a relationship with them. It's also important but not necessary that you lead, it, lead new Christians, new believers in Christ by pointing them towards your church, towards your church elders, towards your ministry leaders, especially towards your pastor, and most especially towards the authority of the Bible. Be used by God to lead them to good counselors, to good counsels, Imitate Paul as he imitates Christ. Just going back on our text, <clears throat> verse 24 says, have crucified the flesh. Because we still go through the spiritual battle every step of the way, <clears throat> we should be willing to turn away from our sins and willing, willingly nail our sinful nature on the cross that we may be feeling the pull and the eagerness to please our flesh. But take heart, for we have the Holy Spirit that thugs the fear and disappointing God and the hate for sin gets greater. We stand firm in fighting our flesh through prayer and committing our sinful tendencies to God's control. And moment by moment, draw on the power of Christ that dwells in you to overcome the flesh. Because you are saved people. Because you are saved people, you should be living like saved people. Run the race with the Holy Spirit because He is the source of our new life in Christ. And when we abide in that, we know that our walk with Jesus, our sanctification, is powered and perfected through Him and by Him alone. We need to rely on Jesus that our walk with Him is like a parent holding on to a child, leading them hand in hand. As the mother and father leads the child, they are also protecting that child from anything, from falling, from everything around them. And, and also, the parent can see farther ahead from the child. And that's Jesus for us. He knows the beginning and the end. So he, we need to rely on Him. We need to to trust His plans for us. Because Romans 8.28 says, We know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love Him. Amen. Amen. And I'll I'll close with this. Verse 26 says, Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. Church, Everyone seeks for approval one way or another. In that approval, don't seek it from other people. That is the work of the flesh, which is made evident, which means the flesh manifests itself in obvious and certain ways, which are immorality, or your desires for pornography, Sensuality, or the lack of restraints which can lead to sexual acts outside marriage and inside marriage. Impurity, sorcery, enmity, strife, causes division, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissension, envy, drunkenness, orgies. That is the manifestation of what is being led by the Spirit. I mean, I'm sorry. That is the manifestation of being led by the flesh. And those who are just that will not inherit the kingdom of God. But you and I, brothers and sisters, we possess the spirit of God who dwells in us, who takes residence in us, within our heart, making our body the temple of the Holy Spirit. We delight in serving Jesus. We walk in pleasure with him no matter the circumstances, because it is the joy that we have being in His presence. And although abiding in the Lord and walking in the Spirit have its trials and tribulations, but we take heart because we know and have faith that Jesus will see us through it. The Holy Spirit gives us, gives us godly attitudes, which are love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, which characterize the lives of those who belong to God by faith in Christ. When we come to accept Christ as our Lord and Savior, the Holy Spirit produces these fruits, which in fact, against such things, there is no law. We can walk with Jesus in victory and freedom from sin. As the Christian hedonist would say, Man's chief end is to glorify God by enjoying Him forever. So yes, we walk in pleasure with the Lord, but it does not mean it comes without trials. So we are to delight in Him, seek to please God. And the approval of this world won't seem so important anymore or any longer. Join me in prayer. Amen. Father God in heaven, Lord Jesus, thank you for your message this afternoon. I pray that you will help us to abide in your steadfast love, to walk in the Spirit, to conduct our lives in a matter worthy, worthy in the gospel of Christ. Lord, I pray as we head out, I pray for your protection to be upon your people. Help us, Lord Jesus. Lead us, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.